reading from 2 Samuel. Now when the king was, was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in, in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving around in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus they shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of, of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you when, wherever you went, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will, make you a, I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place and be distributed no more, and evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise you up your offsprings after you, you shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. You shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are our God who lives in a tent and can move with your people. We thank you for that. Amen. So the last time I preached, we were in Samuel, and in that three weeks, we've had a bunch of stories about Saul dying. We've had David fighting and fighting and fighting and conquering his enemies, and now we get to this week in the text, and there is peace, just for a little while, because right after this, there's more sinning and fighting and all kinds of nasty stuff. So David is thinking about God. Here he is in his palace. And it's made out of cedar. Have you ever smelled cedar? Good stuff, right? John's painting his house, and we're grinding the, the paint off, and, and we're getting back to wood. A hundred-year-old cedar-siding house, and it smells like cedar. It's amazing. It's ama Can you imagine walking into a church or a palace 
and everything there is made out of cedar, the smell, no bugs, a magically big cedar chest, no bugs. So David's in his home, and he gets thinking about God. God has been with him as he's conquered his enemies. God has been with him in the Ark of the Covenant that's in a tent. And so he turns to his prophet, Nathan, and he says, I think I would like to build God a temple. And he uses the word house. And Nathan says, yeah, that's a good idea. Build God a house. David goes to sleep. Nathan goes to sleep. God wakes Nathan up and says, nope. David will not build the house. Next morning, Nathan goes to David and says, no. God says, He's going to do something different. David wanted to build a permanent place for God in Jerusalem. God said no. Was David honest in his wishes just for God? Or was David being a little political? If the place to worship God was in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem was his capital, would people trust him more? So anyway, Nathan tells David that God said no, but that David wasn't supposed to be upset because he was going to build a house for David, a house that would last forever. And we know Solomon built the temple, and David has a name that goes on forever in the personhood of Jesus, of Nazareth, and Jesus becomes the son of David that rules forever and ever. Amen. Story closed. God outdoes David. And in that text, there's a little part of it that talks about that God doesn't need a home. God has a tent, you know, an RV, where God can go where God's people are. We are those people of God. We are still the travelers. We are the adopted sons and daughters. And we have rest periods. And we have a place to worship. And God is with us until we come to a new heaven and a new earth. We are part of that traveling 
RV group. David wanted to build a temple for God. And God took that idea out of David's hands and put it in God's hands. David wanted to do something nice. But it wasn't what God wanted. God is always in control, and God always does more than what we plan. God promised not a house built out of stone, but a house made out of living people whom God would bless. God wasn't angry with David, but God had more in store for David than what David could think about. God took David out of the pasture and put him in a palace and he made his name great and then he was going to bless him more. It's that God. Yesterday, today, and forever the same. God provided for everything in those, for those people in the past. And God provides everything for us and in the future. More than what we can think about. That word house. David wanted to build a house for the Lord. God wanted to build a house for David. It can mean a home, like for the kids. Where do you live? It could mean a temple where God would be and you could worship. And it could mean a dynasty, a living train of people in faith. In the psalm lesson, verse 31 and 32, I think, it talked about if and then. If you are faithful to me, then I will bless you. If you are unfaithful to me, then I will punish you. This text changes the if-then relationship with God to a nevertheless. God will bless David and his line nevertheless for what they do. God's giving them a blank check. And unfortunately, they mess up. David messes up. Solomon messes up. And it's messy, messy, sinful stuff. But God doesn't mess up. God doesn't stop blessing God's people. God comes to the people and gives them shalom peace. David is doing this thinking in a time between fighting enemies and fighting enemies and fighting family. This little period of peace. And God says, I will give you one who is peace itself. The two men who see Jesus 
enter their town calls him son of David. Palm Sunday, the crowd greets Jesus as son of David. And we have a person of peace. God is faithful to Jesus. God is faithful to David's lineage, even if they are unfaithful. And God remains stubbornly faithful to God's self. God is a God of the tent. A stone temple, a wooden church. God is the God of the tent, of the people. Because we people are sojourners. We travel. We may not physically move, or we may move often, but we are sojourners. We are going through life. And we need a God who goes with us. And as sojourners, we often long for something secure. Maybe a cedar house. Maybe endowments. Maybe tall steeples. Maybe our children or grandchildren attending university. Those things help us settle into the land. And in faith. Likewise, the house of God. Our churches, sometimes they fall too easily into the world. Is our church conveniently located? Is it user-friendly? Is it tested and approved to our liking? God is a God of the tent. And God is steadfast. We look to Jesus as the messianic hope. New Testament people, contemporary people today, that's our rock. We preach the Messiah crucified, Paul says. That phrase is not named in the Old Testament. It's not even a deity statement. But this text promises a lineage of David, and God fulfills it. We are the people of already and not yet. We are already in the kingdom, and not yet are we in the kingdom. We look to the second coming of Christ, that peace and justice will be fulfilled. And yet it's not here. And so we are still a people that seek peace and justice here and now. Because that's what God would be doing. That's what we are called to be doing. So God is great. And his acts are for the people of God, even us. Amen.